Back here with you on the Burns and Gambo Show, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Cardinals and the Houston Texans coming up Sunday afternoon, 125 local time here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. And joining us right now on the 72-sold sports line, a real good follow on social media, not only for news and information about the Houston Texans, but the NFL in general, as he covers the Texans and the NFL for Sports Talk 790 in Houston. Joining us right now, Aaron Wilson, here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Aaron, I'm Dave. This is Gambo. Welcome to the show. Thanks for the time. We appreciate it. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. All right. Worst trade ever in Houston history, the DeAndre Hopkins trade, is it? Oh, yeah, absolutely. It's so one-sided and short-sighted and you know just really didn't factor in value very well and a lot of it had to do with a bad relationship between Bill O'Brien and DeAndre Hopkins and that was the impetus for the primary impetus for the trade and him wanting a raise well he was under contract and he wasn't you know if he held out he would have eventually shown up I believe and you just you work until you get a better trade and then obviously, you know, and I talked to David Johnson on Tuesday, and, you know, David didn't ask to be the answer to that trivia question. Uh, they did get also Ross Blacklock in the draft, but Ross is uh, active, and David is the third down back and coming off of a very poor game. He said it's going to feel weird for him to come back to Arizona, but he's still planning to have some friends and family attend the game and, you know, has good memories of his time with the Cardinals. But, man, uh, this created a lot of stress for David because it's like, you know, when you're on the other end of that, he didn't ask to be involved in this trade. So, you know, it's against his will. He didn't have a no <laughs> trade clause. And if you're DeAndre Hopkins, you couldn't be happier, even though you had to be uprooted. You didn't want to leave Houston. And I think it led to a chain reaction of eventually Deshaun Watson's trade request and his discontent with the organization and you know, that unresolved status yeah. even before you know, his legal problems came to light. But yeah, I would say that it's just a bad, bad trade. And obviously, you know, DeAndre has six touchdowns and played exemplary football last year and continues to thrive with so- a better quarterbacking situation so from a from a houston perspective i I mean obviously everything everything that can go wrong has gone wrong for this team this year is is this sort of the 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 peak of that dread if you will for the houston texans having to face hopkins having to face jj watt you're dialed in with that fan base you're dialed within that organization is this is this a week you talk about teams circling you know teams on the calendar is is this one that they've been dreading for a couple of weeks because of all of this I think for the fans, yes, but for the organization, which is thoroughly dove into a rebuild and embrace the fact that, you know, they're trying to plan ahead for the future, not as much, you know, you know, really concerned with right now, how is the record? Are you able to win these football games? It's about more than that. As Nick Casario said, they're going to be process-oriented just as much as outcome. What does that mean? Well, it means it's a fancy way of saying we're planning ahead for the future. Yeah. You're rebuilding. Yeah. So, yes, for fans, it's upsetting, of course, to see Watt and Hopkins, two beloved franchise players in another uniform, and that they're going to try to beat the brains out of you. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard to accept. Aaron, we've, we've gone yeah. through it here. We, we, we've gone through the Suns losing on purpose, 
to get draft picks like Josh Jackson and Dragon Bender and Marquise Chris and eventually DeAndre Ayton. We're going through with the Coyotes right now. They're, they're trying to lose. Now, the players... They don't, they don't go out there to try to lose on purpose, but you know how this works. I mean, an organization can basically set up a team to make sure they lose. Do you believe that the Houston Texans are trying to lose games right now? I didn't say that. I think that you try to be as competitive as you can, and then when you aren't winning, you do have to think about development and balance, as a balancing act between trying to win and being realistic about does it make more sense to have a Whitney Merciless on the roster or a younger player that we might have a plan for? Like he was going to be a free agent. So you cut him, even though he had three sacks. You can't say that you made your team better. So yes, in a sense, yes, but in a, also in a sense, no. You never try to lose. And I don't think they're trying to lose. I think you just you accept your circumstances. Yeah. And in some cases, you try to do stuff like, uh, this is a smaller move they made this week. They cherry-picked Jimmy Morrissey off the Las Vegas Raiders practice squad. It wasn't just because of Justin Britt's knee, but it was partially because of that. But it's also because they're thinking, well, let's get a young developmental player and think ahead. Maybe he's a keeper. That's what they're looking for. It's about building blocks for the future. But, yeah, I mean, they're not going to – you know, I mean, tanking is a that's a tough accusation. Yeah, there's and I don't want to you know say that anyone's trying to tank. You know, if you play Jeff Driscoll, yes, you're obviously not trying to win the game. If you play Davis Mills, when Tyrod Taylor is not even healthy enough to play, that's when I think the real question comes up: when Taylor is genuinely healthy, he's not. He's still under reserve. He's not ready to go. Yeah, but. If they still keep Taylor on the bench when he's actually healthy and the hamstring is fine, and you're playing Davis Mills, and he's losing start after start after start, he's lost now five games in a row. I mean, I think then the handwriting's kind of on the wall. But I, I just, yeah, I'm, you know, I'm pretty literal about it. You know. Uh, trying to lose, that kind of thing. Aaron Wilson uh, from the uh, Sports Talk 790 in Houston joining us here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Leave us with this, because we were following your reporting on this a couple of days ago. Um, Deshaun Watson, for a minute there, it felt like maybe something was going to happen this week, and and now you know the the week is pretty much over. Uh, Your expectation that something will happen with him before the trade deadline, are you fairly confident something will at this point? No, not today. No, the, the, a lot of the feedback I'm getting today is nowhere near as confident as it was days ago where there was some optimism. It sounds like one thing that's going on with this is a real sense that he wouldn't be allowed to play, and that causes some consternation on the part of the Miami Dolphins, yeah. the primary suitor, really the only suitor left. So if you're trading a bunch of draft capital for him and then you can't even put him on the field – and his legal issues, and I can tell you this, the district attorney here in Houston does not care about the NFL or its trade deadline or anything like that. So I do not anticipate a situation where they're going to all of a sudden have resolution. And because you don't know if he's going to be indicted or not, that's a worst-case scenario. Yeah, Indicted, commissioner's exempt, a trial late next year, missing the 2022 season, if not all of it, the bulk of it, then possibly punished in 2023. Very real possibility. Yeah. Aaron, the Miami Dolphins. I, I just don't think the trade makes sense 
unless they're giving him away, which they're not. Aaron, we appreciate the time. Thank you for coming on for a few safe travels. If you're headed out here this weekend, we'll catch up with yep, you soon, I'll okay? See you guys on Sunday.